no shame in my name. Hi guys, you are now listening to episode 82 of the No Shame In My Name podcast. I'm your host, Juliana, and today we're joined by a special guest. Ugochi Onyewu. Hi Ugochi, how are you? I'm doing really well, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh no, thank you for having me, it's such a pleasure, thank you. Um, for the people who are listening, um, could you tell us a bit more about like who you are and what you're interested in? Um, like I said, my name is Ugochi. I'm actually based, so I was born in London, but I grew up in Nigeria. I went to boarding school in Nigeria, an all-girls boarding school in the southeastern part of Nigeria, which is where my name's from. We'll talk about that. And then after uh, high school, went back to the UK, went to college and grad school in the UK. And then I moved to the US in 2000 with work. And I've been in the US ever since. I'm now, I'm married uh, with three children. So I have uh, boy-girl twins who are 19. They're actually in their second year of university. And then I have a, you'll be 15. 15, coming up on a 15-year-old boy who's in his second year of high school. So that's me in a nutshell, you know, busy life um, in, in my, my um, everyday work. I work in big tech, but I also have a passion for women and developing women. Um, so I have hosted a podcast specifically focused on Igbo women and celebrating the culture for representation. But I, I plan to, I did season one and I plan to launch season two actually in a couple of months. So that's me in a nutshell. Super excited to talk to you, Juliana. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah, your podcast platform sounds amazing. What is the name of it? So I rebranded. Right? Initially it was called the Ebo Initiative Podcast, okay. but I'm rebranding it to be called Fierce, the Fierce Mother Podcast, because I really want it to be really focused on people of Ebo heritage, but mother mothers in particular, because, you know, I found that a lot of mothers would come up to me and say, well, how do you do it all? You know, with three children, you work full time, you do all this stuff, you have a podcast. And I used to tell them, oh, if I can do it, anyone can. Right. But I found that that was almost it was the wrong answer and it wasn't helpful. So I, I decided to sort of start something. And so even though the Ebo Initiative was called the Ebo Initiative in season one, the guests were pretty much all mothers and it was really focused on Ebo women, Ebo mothers, younger mothers. So I thought about it and I, I had since written a book called Fierce Mother. So I just thought about rebranding and having everything under that Fierce Mother brand. Um, mm -hmm. So that's the title of the podcast. Yeah. Amazing. For the first, um, sorry, getting into the technicals because I'm so like excited to go and listen. But um, for the first season of the podcast, for people who want to listen back, will they listen under the Ibo Initiative or under the Fierce Mother podcast? So they could listen under the Fierce. So if you just, yeah, so they would listen under the Fierce Mother podcast and it's available on my website. It's also available on Apple, on Stitcher, Google Play, all the main ones. Um, so if you just search for the Fierce Mother podcast, it should come up. And I, I will leave links and all that sort of stuff that you can add to your show notes as well. So Okay, great. Um, I guess you kind of alluded to um, your name and I guess your Ibo her heritage. So I'm going to ask you the question which I ask all my guests, which is what name are you bringing to the podcast today and why? 
I'm bringing the name Ugochi to the podcast. It's the name I'm known by. It's actually my middle name. It's not my first name. My first name is really obscure. Maybe that's for another day. <laughs> but um, my middle name is Ugochi. And the reason that I'm bringing it to the podcast is, A, it's the name that I'm called. Everybody calls me that, um, including my mother, right? It, it's really the meaning of that name that means so much to me and kind of how it, it represents who I am. Um, the meaning of the name, if, if I can just go right into it is is um in this it's a so just to explain where the name came from it's a, a name from the southeastern tribe of Nigeria called the Igbo tribe and the name is one of um Igbo tribe is one of the three main tribes in Nigeria so the name is it's pretty common but it's not that common so it's a little bit in the middle and I can when we talk a little bit more about it I can kind of maybe give an English example just so you know what it means literally is it means God's eagle Ugochi Ugo in Igbo means eagle Chi or Chiupu means God so literally when you stitch that together it's called it means God's eagle but figuratively in Igbo language it means God's honor or God's glory. So it's a, it's a really sort of regal name that I love. I love being called this name and I just thought it would be a, an amazing name to bring and, and talk about a little bit. So. I loved, I love your name, by the way. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But um, do you know the story behind why you were given this name? So, you know, it's interesting. It's a little bit speculative because my father has has passed. He passed a few years ago. Um, so it was a little bit difficult. He called me that name. So it's a little bit difficult to find out why. But here's the thing that's really interesting is, so I told you I was born in London. I was born at the end of the Biafra War. If you know about the Biafra War, it's a war in Nigeria where the Igbo tribe tried to, um, tried to secede, if that's the right word, you know, like break away from Nigeria and become their own nation. And so a civil war broke out. Um, and in January of 1970, the Biafra, you know, Biafra, I guess, country, right? They had to surrender back to Nigeria. So, so we actually lost the war and we became part of Nigeria again. Mm -hmm. Now, when I came along, which was really a few months after that in 1970 in May, um, I believe, right, that the name was sort of, you know, if, if you remember the beginning, I said that figuratively, then the name means God's honor or God's glory. It was kind of a name to give hope, like a fresh beginning. Yes, we, the Biafra people at the time had lost the war, had become part of Nigeria again. But there was hope, right, that we would be one Nigeria. So it wasn't it wasn't that Biafra lost and we were always going to be this rebellious um, nation. No, we decided that we wanted to be one Nigeria. Nigeria it has different tribes and we wanted to be represented as one country with different tribes. And so when I came along, there was this hope, right, that, yeah, we, we lost the war. We're, we're going to be part of Nigeria, but we want to have a unity. We want to be united. We want there to be hope. We want Nigeria to have a glorious future. And so the name Ugochi, meaning God's honor and God's glory, was kind of figurative in a, in a sense because, it, you know, there was hope that God's glory and honor was being restored to Nigeria as one country. So I, I really believe, and, and again, I say it's speculative, but I really believe that that's kind of what led to me being called this name, you know? I mean, the Biafra War is something that I find can arouse huge, like, sentiments from all kinds of people who are Nigerian and sometimes non-Nigerian as well. But for your own family, um, was it something that you spoke about or was spoken about to you whilst you were growing up? Yeah, actually. So that was the reason I was born in London, because my parents had to flee 
um, you know, and they were in London for most of, for the large part of the war. It's interesting that my grandparents were in Nigeria and they told stories. I actually have photographs of my grandmother, you know, looking really emaciated and they told a lot of stories about starvation and people not being able to eat. And mm-hmm. um, I remember my father had gone during the war. I think he had to make a trip to Nigeria and my mother told stories of how she was frantic in London, just wondering whether or not he would actually make it back. And he told stories about how he had to, you know, be snuck in under the, the cover of darkness, you know, and he was able to come in and leave and all that kind of stuff. So, so they did talk about it. Now they didn't talk about it experientially because they were in London, but my mm-hmm. grandparents talked about it because they were actually in Nigeria and they talked about not being able to eat, having to eat like, you know, um, wild animals, basically like rodents, things like mm-hmm. that, right? They'd have to roast just to eat. And that, actually that was the main reason that Biafra had to concede because there was no food coming into the region. The Nigerian army had blocked off all the the roads. So there was basically, they were being starved to death. And what's interesting about the Biafra war is I think three quarters of all the the casualties, and I think it was about a million people or so, I I don't have my facts completely straight. But what I I have read is that three quarters of that million or two million of people that died were actually children. So um, I have heard stories of just the starvation and the malnutrition. And and that was really um, the main reason, right, that Biafra fell. But I I do want to kind of, even though we've talked about um, Biafra and I think it's important as, a, as someone who has Igbo heritage, I do still want to kind of refer back to that one united Nigeria, right? Because I think after the after the Biafra war ended, it was very much a how do we become one united country? I think there's a lot of lessons that we learned. And unfortunately, you know, there were reasons at the time why um, the Biafra nation, I guess we'll call it, wanted to leave Nigeria, but we have become part of Nigeria. And I think looking forward for all sorts of reasons, I think it's important to to maintain that unity and to think of Nigeria as one nation under God with many tribes, right? So Mm. I think it's important to call that out, you know? It's just so interesting hearing that you had like direct, um, I mean, my my dad talks about I mean, it's not it's not often that sometimes the older generation like to talk about these yes. perhaps traumatic yes. things that have happened. So it's just so interesting and somewhat encouraging that those stories have like been passed on to you. Yeah, and you know, interestingly, there is this book. It's it's a it's a f- work of fiction, I think, but it has a lot of history around the Biafra War. I don't know. You may know it. it's called Half of a Yellow Sun oh, by yeah. Chimamanda uh, Adichie. Um, so if your readers are really interested in learning a bit more about the Biafra War, it is a work of fiction, but it does really speak to, she did a lot of research went into the book. So it really does. And in fact, I think there was a movie as well, which I watched. Um, It really does depict the story of Biafra and what really happened. So if your readers are really interested, they can perhaps watch the movie or get the book, you know? For sure. That's yeah, no doubt. That, I think that's the first time that I had a clearer picture of what it might have been like during those times mm. reading that book. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Good yeah. recommendation. To your name, I know you mentioned you don't have to say what your first name is, but have you ever been referred to by your first name? Have you always been referred to as Ugochi? <laughs> so it's it's so funny you ask that. I have been referred to as my first name, but it's usually when people are trying to, in the UK we call it take the mick, or when oh, yeah. they're trying to you know like just you know dig or play. So so it's interesting on my passport, my driver's license, my official documentation, my bank accounts, things like that. My first name appears and my middle 
name as well, right? So when I was in, in boarding school and, in, you know, my friends would call me Ugochi and I think somebody had come across and they're like, what's his first name? What's his first name? I'm like, oh, my grandfather gave me that name. And it's a very obscure name, even though it's a powerful name too. And so sometimes it, I'm like, but call me Ugochi, call me Ugochi. And so sometimes if they want to like, you know, get under my skin a little bit, they'll call me by my first name and I'll laugh, you know, but I can tell they're just being funny, you know? So that's, it's interesting you ask. And, and of course, I'm referred to as my first name by people, like say, if you work in a bank or whatever, they'll call mm-hmm. me my first name, but not having that personal knowledge of me, if that makes sense, you know? Oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> Do, is it a, if I may ask, is it an Igbo name or is it more like... Oh yeah, it's an Igbo name. And it actually means, so it, even Igbo people like, what? What does that mean? So it's uh, called Ajalihu. Ajalihu means um, translated literally. It's almost like if you're going to praise me, praise me to my face. It's almost like give give honor to whom honor is due, Is a, I guess is the loose translation. But, but, but literally it means to praise in front of me. So if you think highly of me tell me, right? Don't talk about me. Even though you're praising me, tell me what you think so that I can be encouraged. So ajalihu, ihu means your face. Aja means to, ija means to like lift someone up or praise someone. So ajalihu means to praise to your face. That's the Mm -hmm. literal translation. Wow. I feel like I'm learning so much in this conversation (laughs) because I've always been quite sensitive to the fact that I can't speak Ibe. So my mm-hmm. parents are Ibo and I'm like British, Nigerian Ibo. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I know you do loads of work around um, like language or you have done in the past. Mm-hmm. So can you mm-hmm. tell me more about mm-hmm. how you think names um, can perhaps speak to preserving a culture? or a language. Yeah, for sure. I think it's important to have so so my children have Igbo names as well and my parents my mom my mother wasn't isn't actually Igbo my dad was um but my parent obviously my dad had Igbo names. I think it's super important because it, the thing about Igbo names uh in particular and I'm sure African names in general but obviously I'm Igbo so I'll speak to what I know. They have a very deep sense of identity, right? So each name, I mean names in general, honestly if we want to talk about the power of names, but every name that's given to a child in the Igbo tribe has a very specific meaning associated. And to your question about why was I named Ugochi, usually when a child is born in Africa, and you know, but, but particularly in the Igbo tribe, the name that they're given has a particular reason for it. Either something happened or there was, you know, a particular sentiment in the family at the time. It's usually based on a specific occurrence or situation or whatever, right? So it's not just a random name. Oh, that sounds like a cute name. I'll just Mm -hmm. give my child that name. It usually means something. Um, So there's incredible power in a name. Like my children grew up in the US, even though we would take them to Nigeria before COVID every other year, just so that they could get to understand what the culture was like. But just understanding that their names, their middle names, you know, their first names are not Igbo, but their middle names are, they, they they, they are, they would ask questions. What does it mean? Why was I given this name? You know, like, where does it come from? What are other, you know, translations of the name, you know, like, so So it was a really good way of saying, this is why you were called this name. Here are some other names that mean the same thing, even though they don't sound the same, right? So just give you an example. My daughter's name is Jamachi. Back to that Ja, like Ajali, who Ja means praise. She means God. So in this context, Jamachi means praise God. Mm-hmm. Now in Igbo language, there's so many different names that don't 
that that don't sound like jamachi but mean praise god like kelechi like um tochi like tochupu you know there's so many i can't even think of them there are so many different names that mean praise god right you know a lot of Igbo names have that chi or chuku or you know because that means god and and the Igbo tribe in general are very sort of um very religious have a very a strong focus on god and so a lot of those names would revolve around god or around fathers or around family you know and so my daughter would ask oh Jamachi means praise God and I would say ah yeah but there are other names that mean praise God too she'd be like really yeah like Kelechi and she'd be like well why is it Kelechi mm-hmm. and Jamachi what's the difference right and then you'd go into that right Jamachi is more of a dialect it's more it's Oweri dialect Oweri is a city in Igbo land Kelechi is more of the centralized Igbo but they mean the same thing so back to your question about the power of names and why it's important to pass on these Igbo names to your children is it really just stirs in them a curiosity for their culture it gives them a sense of identity and it's a great way to open up that discussion about the Igbo language in general so I hope that answers the question. No, that answers the question really well. Um, and I think Jamachi is a beautiful name. <laughs> it's one I've never heard of before. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm always intrigued yeah. by the, the Igbo names that I don't know of. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. My, um, my next question is, you've spoken about how significant the meanings of Igbo names are. And I guess names in general, to be fair. But um particularly with Ibo names, they speak of like referencing God or praise or some, you know, sort of spiritual, alluding to some sort of spiritual existence. So for you, um, moving from like culture to, I guess, faith, what is the significance of names to you in that sense? I talked about the fact that a lot of Igbo names refer to, to God. You know, you'll hear Chi, Ugo Chi, Kelechi, Jamachi, Tochi, you know, Chi. But the full name for Chi, which means God, is Chiupu, which means the great God. So sometimes you hear Ugo Chuku, which is Chiupu, even though it sounds, you know, when you piece it together, the I and the U blend into a U. So it's Ugo mm. Chuku or Kelechi or tochuku, but it's the same. And what's interesting is that the male equivalent is usually the chuku and the female is usually the chi. It's almost like you've shortened the chuku to the chi for females, but for males, it's like ugo chuku, ugo chi. A little bit like if you if you think in the English language, if you think of a name like, um, I'm trying to think now, Samantha and Samuel kind mm. of thing, right? The male and the female. But back to faith, for me specifically, my name, one of the reasons that I I love my name is it really just helps. So I'm Christian by faith, right? I have a very strong Christian faith. When I think of Ugochi, and I did some research on this, it wasn't necessarily told to me, but there are, if you think about back to the meaning of my name, the eagle representing God's honor and glory, it really just why I love this is that there are seven characteristics of eagles and this, anyone can see this on Wikipedia. So it's not like I I was special, right? (laughs) But the first one and each one kind speaks to the way I see my name and the way that my name translates to my faith. So for example, eagles have vision and the way that I see it is like, you know, trusting God with, with all the, with all my heart and just believing that he has, he knows which way I should go. And as he directs my steps, step by step, I have the vision for what next step to take rather than just blindly just walking through life. Right. I can trust him with every step. You know, the second one is, is being fearless, right? Eagles are fearless. If you, if you think of an eagle, well, 
it's not that we don't dwell in in a dangerous world, but but safety is not the absence of danger, but it's the presence of the Lord. And so when you know that you're being protected, it, it takes away that fear. It's not because I'm such a brave person. It's just that I put my trust in God, believing that he'll keep me safe and therefore I can operate daily without fear. Um, the third one is like tenacity. Eagles are tenacious. And when I when I think of who I am in, in, in Christ, I can like fix my crown, as they say, right? And I can say, look, I can be determined. It doesn't matter how difficult life is. I know that I'm not I'm not walking alone. I can be determined. I can keep going and keep, you know, every day is a new day and I can trust God to take me through. Um, the fourth one and this one everybody knows about eagles is that they fly high. Yeah. It's, it's being able to set your 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 sights on, on things that are above, right? Rather than sort of, you know, petty things every day and malice and quarrel and all this kind of stuff. No, let's, let's think like eagles, right? Because we were born to think above like petty stuff, right? Let's, let's really think about things that are strategic, things that have vision, how we can provide an impact to the world around us, how we can make lives better for other people, underrepresented minorities, for, for the poor, for, you know, for, for the disenfranchised, right? rather than spending our days just kind of idling away. Let's live our lives with purpose. Let's soar high. And then things like eagles nurturing their young ones. That one I loved as well, because it also speaks to giving back. Um, it's a passion of mine. I believe that every single person that walks this earth has a purpose. They were not just born randomly nobody, mm. no matter the circumstances of your birth, nobody was born as a mistake. And for that reason, everybody has a purpose. What is that purpose? It's to give back. It's to li- live a legacy. And it's not about being a millionaire and leaving millions to the poor. No, it's about in some way making lives, life better, right? When, when you think about younger ones, it's not necessarily in terms of age. It's maybe people, in my case, yeah, it might be younger women. I can encourage them and feed into them. And another way is maybe giving to the poor. I really think it's important for us to all know that every single person here on earth has a purpose, is born not by accident, but is born with value, is born like with so much potential to really impact their generation for good. It really means a lot to me, that name. It just, it just really makes me think. And I think, and I would encourage everybody, it's not just that my name is special, which I think it is, but I think everybody with a name, if you really sit down and think, well, what does my name mean? You can, you too can come up with so many different, what's the word, components of that name that pack so much power about who you are and what your identity is. The power of a name is just, it's something that we, it's just indescribable, really. There's so much power in a name, you know? Uh In terms of how you say your name, I know that there's a a proper way to say it. So can you just share for the listeners, like, what is the most authentic way if there was a measure of saying your name. For sure. So I'm going to chuckle a little bit because obviously this is a name I use in my professional life and and the the bottom of my email, I actually pronounce my name phonetically. So phonetically, before I tell you the authentic way, right? Phonetically, just for the audience, people who may not be familiar with this name, phonetically, it's spelled O-O-H dash G-O-H dash C-H-E-E. So U-G-O-C-H-E. That's the phonetic, I guess, way so that people can kind of feel comfortable when they're pronouncing names. Because I really mm-hmm. appreciate, especially when people say, how do you pronounce your name? Because it's a name they haven't seen before and they don't want to butcher it. So I, I give them that sort of chance. I give them that help. But the authentic way is Ugochi, Ugochi, Ugochi. So it's almost like a, a song, Ugochi. Mm-hmm. 
Ugochi. It's interesting though. My family call me Ugochi, right? So that so even though the authentic way, which which and I guess the point I'm trying to make is it can still be authentic even if it's not necessarily pronounced exactly the same. So the general authentic name, I'll put it that way, is like a song, Ugochi, Ugochi. My family would say Ugochi. So that chi comes down, ugochi. Mm. And and especially if I remember when my father was alive, if he was upset with me, then it would be really strong. Ugochi, you know? <laughs> Not ugochi. <laughs> you know, so it's interesting. But they're both authentic, right? So uh, it's just really fascinating. Wow, thank you for that. Ugo ugochi. Yes, well done. <laughs> <laughs> I think I similarly to my name, which is Ogechi. Um, mm, okay. So yeah. my family, my parents say Ogechi, but yeah. my siblings do not call me that name. They call me by my mm. first name, a shortened version of my uh, first name. But um, yeah. I have that written down like in my work documents now. Like mm. I've started including yeah. it. But I always say awesome. like, <laughs> it doesn't sound the same when I say it in my British accent. Like I never oh, say no. it in my accent. I always say Ogechi. Like that's what <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's a perfect, perfect. And it's interesting you say, because I know um, my husband's cousin's called Ogechi as well, and her mother calls her Ogechi. So Ogechi is typical, right? So yeah, you, you got it. You don't, it doesn't matter if you have a British accent, you can still pronounce your, you know, Igbo names the way that they're supposed to be pronounced, you know? So yeah, yeah I'd encourage you to just go for it. <laughs> you know. Thank you. But um, one thing that I try to do in, with this podcast, like meeting different people is to try and get them to, as well as teaching us about their names and how to say it is teach us a bit about the language that they speak. I'm wondering, is there any, could you offer us any like short Ibo words or like yeah. how you be in Ibo, any of the non-Ibo okay. listeners? Yeah, so I can tell you a few things, right? So if you, the, the most general way to say hello in Ibo is kedu, kedu. Kedu, which is K-E-D-U, Kedu. Mm -hmm. And even people who don't speak Igbo, you know, even like people from across the globe, when if they if they know any Igbo people and you tell them you're Igbo, the first word they'll say is Kedu. So it's the most common word in the Igbo language, right? Because mm -hmm. it's the easiest one to remember, Kedu. <laughs> but there, there are two proverbs that I always think about um, when I think when people say, hey, tell us a little bit about the Igbo language. The first one is an Igbo proverb. And it, in English, it means whenever, a, whenever Whenever, whenever someone wakes up, that's their morning, right? Before I tell you, so I'll tell you what it sounds in Igbo, what it sounds like in Igbo, and then I'll tell you what the proverb even means. When a person wakes up, that's their morning. Well, what does that mean? It means that really, if you really want to think about it, it's never too late to start. It's whenever you wake up, that's the start for you. That's So when you think about, oh no, it's too late, or I'm too old, or I wasted so many years, or I've wasted this opportunity, just think about it. No, I'm waking up now, so that's my morning. I'm going to mm -hmm. start afresh. So I think that's a really powerful, it's, a, it's an Igbo proverb, but it's super powerful. The second is, um, what that means is anything worth doing is worth doing well. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to give it 
my all. I'm going to bring my A game. Otherwise, what's the point? So, yeah, that's a little bit about the language. <laughs> uh, that second one. Sorry, they're both beautiful. I'm pretty sure yeah. my parents might have muttered it to me whilst that second one especially sounds very familiar but yeah can you, just, um, can you just teach me like the different components of how to say it say it please yeah so the second one yeah the second so one. means anything mm-hmm. anything good right i'm translating it literally because you know with language if you take the words word by word then you get the tr- literal translation but yeah. then you, you know the overall translation might be different you know what i mean right so yeah. means anything dimma means good anything good umume means to do anything good to do yeah. is good that to do Nkoma well, right? So ihe de mumume, ihe de ma umume, de ma ka emeya nkoma. Anything worth doing is worth doing well. Okay, I'm gonna. (laughs) So try, go ahead, try. Okay, let me try. Ihe de, ihe de ma, ihe de ma umume. Mm-hmm. Ka dimma ihe dimumume dimma anything good is worth doing well ihe dimma umume dimma so the dimma you said twice ihe dimumume dimma ka eme ankoma ah okay so ihe ihe dimma ihe dimma umume dimma ka eme eme ka eme yeah yeah Nkoma. Nkoma. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Try again. Ihe dimma umume dimma keme nkoma. Ihe dimma umume dimma ka. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot that last eme. bit. Eme. Eme. Yeah. Eme. Ka eme ya nkoma. Yes, well done. Well done. <laughs> wow. You should surprise your parents one day and they'll be like, what? Where'd you get that from? <laughs> I'm going to start um, reciting that day and night from now on. So I don't yeah, forget. Awesome. But thank awesome. you so much for sharing that. That's beautiful. Um, oh, of course. I guess coming up just to the last question, if you have any more sentiments to add, but I usually ask, um, what do you want the world to know about your name or names in general? So I want the world to know not just about my name, but any name. Of course, my name's special to me. Any name in general. Don't let anyone belittle you because your name doesn't sound like something that they're used to. I grew up in an era where people just didn't care. Yeah, I'd say, oh, my name's Ugochi. And they'd say, oh, can I call you? And then they'd, they'd jumble it all up, like mm. being really like rude. And I would say, you know what? You can call me whatever you want. I just don't have to answer. And oh, mm. ooh, ooh, you know, so no, don't. So I guess I, sh- I say all of this to say, whatever your name is, whether it's Mary, a name that everybody knows, right? Or whether it's a really obscure name like Ajalihu, um, be proud of your name. You know, someone who loved you, loves you, gave you that name, right? They gave mm. you that name 
for a reason. Be proud. Demand that people give you the respect. Yes, people may not be able to pronounce it because to be fair, it is an unusual name to them, but at least let them give you the dignity and respect to ask you how to pronounce it or even to apologize if for one for whatever reason they butcher it, right? There's a reason this name was given to me. It's not a mistake. I am not a mistake. I am not here to apologize for my existence. Put some respect on my name. That's a that's an expression that we say in the US, right? But it's true. Put some respect on my name because it's my name, you know? Yes, put some respect on your name. <laughs> put some respect <laughs> on my name. Love that yeah. so much. Thank you so much, Uguchi, and for sharing. Like I've learned so much from you in that short time. Um, oh, yeah, course. it's been a of pleasure. Course. Oh, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. No worries. Um, do you have any like projects or books or podcasts or anything that you're doing that you'd like to share with the listeners? Yes. So I do have a book out there. Um, so the best way to get information is um, for listeners, if they want to listen to season one, like I said, season two will be out in a few months. I'm just sort of um, lining up guests and doing some recording and all the rest of it. But the best way is to go to my website. It's Fierce Mothers, all one word, fiercemothers.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can also see, I, you know, the se- the episode, you can listen right there on the website, or you can go on Apple and search for Fierce Mother Podcast. You'll find it there. Or, I, and in addition, sorry, I meant to say, I also have a book out called Fierce Mothers. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And it's Fierce Mothers, uh, Create the Life of Your Dreams and Crush Your Goals. So you can find that on Amazon. You can also see, you can also see the link on my website. So the easiest place is to go to fiercemothers.com and you can see all the information about the podcast and the book there as well. And there's more to come. So the, the website's in the process of being redesigned and revamped, but the information is still there so you can access it. Amazing, incredible. I'll be checking that out. And yeah, to anyone listening, I encourage you to check check out too. But yeah, with that being said, thank you. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the No Shame in My Name podcast. Until the next time. Bye. forget to like share and follow our content we're on instagram at no shame in my name pods